Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. What's up, hot queens? Did you bring the baby gherkins? <laughs> this is when I really felt like maybe we shouldn't do this podcast. Astronomical. I hate to see it. Wasted potential. Are you drunk? <laughs> I am so drunk right now. Welcome to Bad Author Book Club, where we're not like other authors, we're worse. I'm Ryan LaSala. And I'm Clarabelle A. Ortega, and we're two authors reading the most bizarre fiction we can find. Okay, so before we get started on today's amazing chapter, and by amazing, oh, I mean horrible, um, you can find us on the internet. Um, all of our episodes are on anchor.fm slash badauthorbookclub. We are still on Twitter, sort of, at Bad Author Pod, Instagram, uh, Bad Author Book Club, and our website is badauthorbookclub.wordpress.com. And a reminder to please join our Discord. All the links for all of our social media and our Discord are in the show notes. That's right, babe. That's right. That's right. Isn't it? Isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Love being British. A single mom who works two jobs. Do you think about do you ever think about how much we do? How much we do? We do all of it. I would say that we do all of it. I would say that when I look at it, I press control A, highlight all, and that's it, what I'm doing. And when you when you copy paste, it's just our faces. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yeah. If you look up copy. all in the dictionary, yeah. yeah. It's our faces. I called Encyclopedia Britannica. Mm-hmm. She's my I mother, actually. Just... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we just got off the phone. And yeah. she said, um, I need to update your headshots because we're reissuing the encyclopedia. We're going to get back into door-to-door sales mm. for encyclopedias. Oh. And we just want whatever, you know, whatever you look like now. Because we're actually going to put that on the cover of every single one. I think that makes so much sense. And I wish we would start selling encyclopedias door-to-door again. Why not? I feel like that would fix. You and I? Just, just everyone. The culture. Okay. Yeah. Because if you and I did it, I think it would actually be a huge sleigh. It would. We would sell would be- so <laughs> many copies. It's a great Halloween costume, actually. Like the Encyclopedia, Encyclopedia Britannica saleswoman. <laughs> Let's do that. Let's do it as a set. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A little bit. A little bit that we're going to do around, around New York City. And then we'll actually be selling encyclopedias. And then we'll get hired somehow. And we'll start... Yeah. The whole business over again, just because we did a costume. Lula Rich, but like encyclopedias. <laughs> That's not a good example. <laughs> but it is what would happen. Yeah. 
Yes, it's actually the, it is the right I answer. can see the encyclopedias being left out in the sun in like cartons and getting holes in them. If like we were in charge. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. We'd forget <laughs> immediately. Oh my God. Yeah. You and I. Shit. Mm. Oh God. Yeah. It's incredible that we're here right now. It, it sure is. It sure is. But I feel like this podcast as erratic as we are with it is like the anchor of my life because like whenever I do it I'm like oh okay what was I made for it was this Billy eyelash it was this (laughs) (laughs) what was I made for don't tell my boyfriend I'm recording that author book I hate that part of the song so much it's really sad let's talk about it is sad but I think that's the point it's so and she did an interview Miss Billy And she was like, it's inspired, but like, it's, that's how I actually feel. And I was like, Billy, uh, dude, I dump really him. think about like how the universe like conspired so that Billie Eilish could write that song. Even, even though it's for the Barbie movie, it's like such a fantastic, like beautiful, so poignant beautiful. song. And it fits Barbie so well. But mm. I'm like, Barbie, as good as it was, like is almost undeserving of like such a good song, but I'm glad that they have each other. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think it was definitely meant to be like, I mean, yeah, I mean her and her brother are like just so supremely talented since they were so young. I remember the first time I heard ocean eyes, I like fell out of my chair. I was like, what is Mm -hmm. this beautiful haunting melody? Like who is singing this? And lo and behold, she was like 14 and I was like, okay. Oh my God. Truly. Oh my gosh. She, so I never seek out a Billie Eilish song. I have a rule against it because anytime one just sort of crosses my path via like shuffle or like out in the wild, Mm. it's always such an arresting experience that I think if I actually sat down to listen to her album, it would be like that scene from Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull where that woman like looks into the eyes of the aliens and it's just (laughs) too much information. And she's like, stop, stop, close my eyes. I understand that. Yeah, because it's a lot of... It's a lot of emotion. Like yes. her voice has seen things. If that makes sense. Her, vo- <laughs> her voice has seen things. Like it's just. I've a, heard that about. It's her. just a lot. I I I can, I I can understand that, and I don't think that I've ever like purposely listened to her either, except for Ocean Eyes, because I just yes. really love that song so much. Oh yeah, once I, once I hear a song, I'll like seek it out, and it'll become like a thing for me. But oh, and you know what? We're so genius. This is what this has to do with this podcast. Billie Eilish is someone who, like, though young, you can... There's a depth to, like, the art that she produces that really translates to, like, all ages, right? Oh, 100%. We're, we're, like, twice her age. And, like, we're, like, wow. Like, she's really feeling what we feel. And, And that more has to do with just her ability to kind of capture something important and human and then put it into, like, a sonic format. And today when I was reading this, like, mm. our chapter for for Bad Author Book Club, I was like, the Kylie girls, like, I don't know if they've ever experienced anything. Like, I can't tell because searching through all of the things that have, like, happened in this book, like, I have yet to sort of find something that, like, rings true. And I don't know if it's mm. just because their lives are so different than mine that, like, what they're saying just doesn't translate to my ears. But that's actually, a, that's a pretty big failing. Like, you can't just be too rich and out of touch to write books for most people. I mean... I think that could definitely be it. But I think what's most likely is not. I don't think they've even talked about the things that do affect rich people. And I, I, I hesitate, (laughs) I hesitate to even 
feel like we wouldn't be able to relate to it on some sort of human level because I've watched way too many episodes of Behind the Music to know that like even rich people can have like very harrowing lives and like tales that like anyone could sort of like see value or like entertainment in. Um, I think the bigger problem is them being able to translate those very human experiences onto paper, which is like what's hard about being an artist, right? Because like the reason why Billie Eilish is, and we do call her eyelash on purpose, by the way, because that's what Ryan calls her. And I think it's so funny. So that's what I call her. Anytime I see the reason that started is because I was walking with my friend in LA and there was a false eyelash crushed into the pavement. And we spent like three minutes being like, Billie, Billie Eilash. Amazing. To this like crushed nothing i love more than finding a rogue eyelash or extension on the street that is always like i left i knew i left you somewhere what happened to that girl that night i want to know yes where is she now um but i think one of the reasons why billy's going getting back to the point um what one of the reasons why billy's music feels like that feels sort of like transcendent it's because she's talking about her life on very honestly which can be really difficult to do. And I think that it's hard for someone as produced as a Jenner or a Kardashian to truly talk about their life. Honestly, even though they live their life on film, there is something produced about everything that they put out into the world, highly curated. So I think for them to ever be a hundred percent honest about like their actual struggles would be really difficult. And putting that in like written word form is even mm-hmm. harder, especially if like, let's get real. They're not seeing a book as like art or self-expression. Yeah. They're seeing yeah. it as a, as a, as that's a, a vehicle yeah. for their careers and that's it. Yep. So I think it also matters like sort of how you approach writing something or making a piece of art. And there was, I, I, I am struggling to remember what who the artist was, but there was a singer who was talking about this, talking about, she was like, I'm a real artist because I talk about the stuff that I'm actually going through and I'm being honest about them. And I'm hoping that that is mm-hmm. going to make my work, my music stand the test of time because I'm talking about authentic human emotions and relationships and struggles and i think that's the key mm-hmm. being vulnerable I, yeah i i that's i i sing in the key of vulnerability wow okay slay vulnerability sharp wow <laughs> someone get the that yeah. lady who writes down the great lines on in her notebook from tiktok <laughs> tell her about that God. one I, okay is that lady me She's not. She's a black woman, so I don't think it's you. <laughs> Shit. All right. Well, anyways. If it was you, that would be the plot twist of the century. <laughs> Today's chapter is chapter 14, Rock Bottom Patrol Day 1, colon, AWOL, Lex. <laughs> Wait, Lex again? Yeah, again. Kill me. She, oh, these The doubling up is... Driving me crazy, but whatever, that's fine. I guess she's got the more interesting situation right now anyways, but I'm just like, this chapter's six pages. It could have just been part of the other chapter. Also, does she? Because Livia literally just had an assassination attempt on her. What's going on with Miss Girly? Lex, I, I agree. But Lex now does have a goal. Like, she's moving towards something. Mm. So I like the idea that, like, I don't know. I see her as the one with the more active plot line right now. I get it. I mean, it would be nice if Livia also had a goal. It would be so nice. No, they, it's like, 
<laughs> Girls, we have goals at home. <sighs> so where we left off with Lex is that Casina has a plan. We are now going to see the execution of this plan in order for her to... She's trying to make it up to the, the surface mm-hmm. um, to pursue Kane and kick the ass of Livia Cosmo. Uh. A, a girl that she knows nothing about but somehow has a sudden and furious hatred of well she's a girl and she's pretty so (laughs) i mean i understand that like her and keen kiss but like it's very obvious that like he was just trying to kill her like do you know what i mean like how is it this girl's fault like she doesn't know like that you guys are together she doesn't know anything about you kane wasn't trying to like cheat on you or whatever and you don't even have a relationship with him right like what like, the fuck? Who are you? you it is so creepy. Such a shallow goal. Like it was just another excuse to like make her hate Livia for no reason. And it's very, very annoying. And every mm-hmm. single relationship with another woman in this book, in both POVs, minus what's her face? The short one. Oh, yeah. Mary. Christina's mother, right? Marius? Y- yeah. Minus yeah. that relationship is a contentious one. Every yep. single one. Big booby yeah. governess, uh, Casina, uh, the Skies Arpeza, all of them. <laughs> right. I it's forgot. just fighting. And it's the like. Skies Arpeza. <laughs> it's so That's annoying. It, it is. Yeah. And it's. It is. Oh, and it's always like a hair trigger. Like a, a woman can't enter the scene without me like being worried that somehow she's going to get into like a fight with one of the main characters. Oh my for, god! And you sh- you would being... be correct for making that assumption. It happens all the time. So, what happens? Okay, so first of all, she's got to sneak out of like the base, like the mission headquarters area, which she simply does. We don't see any of it. Ugh. She simply said, "Yeah, I'm going to read this to you." Um, she like gets like the PCF carrier, which there's an arranged pickup, by the way. Like, Cassina has arranged basically, like, right. an Uber to show up and, like, get her. Mm. And she's able to make it there, even though she shouldn't, because um, it hadn't been easy getting there unseen. But Kane and I had found all the dark places long ago, the forgotten hallways and hidden corners. I only had to remember them. So we don't actually get to see her sneaking. No. Like, heaven forbid there's any tension or peril in this book. She simply, like, we pick up where she's already snuck. She's been snucked over to the Uber. And now she's, like, getting in the Uber. And there's, like, a... There's like a uniform or something in it. So she's got like her disguise sorted out as well. We really don't have to do shit yeah. for her. It's funny because I highlighted that exact line that you just read yeah. because of the yeah. same reason. It's like yeah. had that been had this been a book two and us watch them find all these like quote unquote forgotten hallways and hidden corners. This sure. would have meant something to us. But we right. didn't even see that happen in real time. She, right. They once again just told us about all of these things. And I find right. myself wondering, what are they writing about? Like, what are we even reading? Because <laughs> I don't know. anything of worth yeah. is, like, told in past tense. And, like, it's just, like, passive voice. Like, oh, yeah, we did all these things. Trust me. Yeah, guys, guys, don't Just worry. trust me. <laughs> it's uh, like, right. you can like- believe me. Um, Done. Sorted. (laughs) What the fuck? And the other note that I made for this also was this was such like a missed opportunity for like a high intensity sort of like really, really sort of like scary tense moment of her sneaking somewhere. Right. Like Casina could have left her certain um, like left her help in like a different checkpoints. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean that everything should be easy. 
it should have yeah. still been a challenge for Lex to get like from place to place. Like do one thing that's hard in your fuck in the whole book. Well, that's I mean, sure, Clarabelle, but don't worry, Cassina is good with details, so she's actually our girl I'm making gonna this throw plan. Up. For instance, Cassina also provides her with a th- a thumb, <laughs> to, like, like a fake thumb, to, like, like to like get through because all of the gates and things in this area. New fact, by the way, are like controlled by like biometric thumb scanners, and Cassina gives her a thumb. That is like a reproduction of her own thumb. It's not like a real thumb. I imagined it as like a thumb keychain. It's like a thumb print pad that is full of liquid DNA. I don't want to talk about that. That's disgusting. <laughs> but it's full of Casina's DNA. And it's used to like kind of get through, you know, various checkpoints. And so Casina's thought of that. And like there's even line like, you know, Casina was good with details. And I'm like, well, I wish Casina was writing this book because I could use a detail. Like there's no details through this. Like... She just sort of passes through the gates. And I'm like, what does the gate look like? We don't know. She gets to the the carrier. What does that look like? We don't know. She at one point she's looking out at a great expanse. So presumably a lot of things in this expanse, a great dark expanse. And I'm like, well, can we get a detail? Nope, no details. We just pass through the great expanse. (laughs) And then we arrive at the hub, which is where most of the scene, I guess, is supposed to take. I don't even know. Yeah, it is very confusing. Um, So she talks about how she's not sure how they managed to hollow out this much of the earth and how it's it's astonishing. And I was like, they used a drill. (laughs) God, yeah, one thing about me is that I know that they, they used, used a drill. A drill. Vroom, vroom. That's the sound of my drill. Yeah. Powering up. My God. Guys, where's the drill? Our Discord is arrested by the drill anytime it comes up. So we can look forward to another week spent discussing the drill shape. Yeah, I hope shape. we get some more drill fan art. Like, Oh, my God. Oh, guys. Oh, my gosh. Listeners. We are getting details in this chapter about the arrangement of space in Indra. So you know how we have like ongoing discussions about like mm-hmm. where things are oriented? <laughs> oh, you all. I hope everyone is like chattering, teeth chattering their nails like a cartoon character. We're going to because... have to post these pages in the Discord so they can like read the full description the, it, oh, as if well. If there's one thing that our listeners like, it's details about the geography. Yeah, I think that was the that longest we're... conversation that ever happened was about how Model Land was like mapped out. And it was a, so. Like stressed. Everybody was so stressed out about it. It was very yeah. funny. People were drawing on napkins wherever they were in the world at the time. Like when everyone remembers where they were when they discussed Monoland. When they discussed Monoland. Well, hopefully this is going to produce a similar. It's not as funny as Monoland, but we'll, we'll we have the answers for you. So we'll we'll try to get there and make it fun on the way. But she's heading to the hub, which. Again, like we don't get a ton of details, but the hub is sort of like the the main area of the underground portion of the society. And remember, like the city of Indra is like said to be like an overworld on top of this like subterranean civilization that the hub represents. Mm. And let's see, they she like gets there and we don't get many details, but it's eventually described as this massive like i sort of imagined like a metropolis underground sort Mm. of this massive metropolis and it's even overwhelming to lex who again like hasn't seen this so it tracks that she's like really overwhelmed by like what she sees like the world is way bigger than she thought it was yeah i wish she would have had some sort of like physical reaction to it like 
on a side from like whoa this is big like how was her like body feeling was she like scared was she shaking like like give us something else right like yeah, i just like that little weird twist in your gooch when you look up at like a big space like right like maybe she felt like like dizzy looking up at all of these things cause she wasn't used to it and she had to like like she had to like focus Mm -hmm. on a point on the floor or something like bring us to this moment like make us feel what she's feeling but instead it's just like oh my god it's so big you know why because she can't be intimidated like that would a hundred percent and like the fact that like there's something greater than her like she can state that it's bigger than she thought it was going to be but my god she will never tell us that she's intimidated or has a moment of doubt but that would create so much tension right like if she messed up the plan because she was distracted, if she got lost, because, like, how does she know how to navigate a metropolis when she spent her entire life in, like, an orphanage and then, like, a boarding school for people playing electric basketball, right? Like, she has zero life skills that would allow her to do any of this except yeah. for her PCF training, which she vaguely references a few times, and it comes in really handy. But, like, are they in, in the army that she's in, are they training her how to take the subway? Like, is that part of her training? Well, she does it. And she does it well. Like, it's things like this where she just sort of passes through what, I mean, things that I'm intimidated by as a New Yorker. uh, And she's able to do it without even thinking about it. And there's no moment where she registers any sort of intimidation. And so as a result, like, I'm like, well, like, here we are back on the Roomba, just sort of traveling through the the plot. That's 100% what it is. And the the problem comes back again and again that Mm -hmm. they were unwilling to let either of these characters have any true flaws. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it takes the tension and any sort of true conflict Mm -hmm. completely out of the book. Because you're not having a character that actually changes in any way or like overcomes any sort of obstacle. Everything has been handed to them. Everything is easy. There's Mm -hmm. nothing truly challenging either of these girls because Mm -hmm. even in the worst of circumstances, quote unquote, that like Lex finds herself in. She still handed everything that she gets. She still delivered everywhere she needs to be. So. And she had the best possible outcome for someone from her place in the world, too. Like, she's she was brought to this, like, academy and got, like, a job. Like, most people don't get that. The best job. She failed upwards into this, like, amazing job. And now she's leaving it behind, which is fine. Of course, we want her to leave it behind to figure out what's going on. It would just be nice to see her working for something. Something. Like, once. And even the thumb. By the way, the only, like... (laughs) tension in this is like whether this is so stupid whether or not the thumb will last long enough like her big thumb yeah it's like you've got to be quick and there was absolutely nothing holding her back to like she could have thrown a wrench in it right like so so anything yeah and it could have been like oh my god the thumb's gonna run out or whatever i got lost or i had to go through or like i thought at one point there would be a moment when she went to like go inside someplace and there was going to be at least even a pause when the door like opened or like it was rejected or something like that and someone was going to be like hey like you over there like and she's gonna have to like run or something like that no every single door literally whooshes open in front of her like the thumb is totally like last and maybe that's maybe this will happen maybe she needs the thumb to last for like the second part of the mission but like again there needed to be some grit in this in order for us to feel like it was real but instead we just pass right through it yeah and it makes it a very pointless chapter as a result of that like 
this entire yeah, why, chapter. Why couldn't we just do this in review? Right. This entire <laughs> yeah. chapter could have been cut. And it's yeah. funny that they continue to tell us about the things we want to see and show us the things that we don't need to see. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like such bad storytelling choices. Um, yeah, it feels spiteful at this point because this is such. Also, like, not to belabor this, I, we will get past this in a second and tell you what happens next. Sorry, y'all, but like, it is not lost on me that the most important thing about this world is the subterranean division between like rich people and poor people. And now, for the very first time, we're getting eyes on that subterranean society and how they might differ from the people that live above them, which presumably we're going to see next. This is the opportunity. This is the moment to really show, like, the dichotomy between these two things. This is presumably kind of the most important setting or set piece in the book, right? Like, these two different things. We've seen a lot of Indra on the on the overworld, mm. but we haven't seen the hub yet. This was our moment to do so. So the fact that it's just six pages and most of it is her thinking about her thumb is such a failure. It's ridiculous. It's such an astonishing level yeah. of craft. And, you know, not only that, but, like, even though we have seen Indra, we've only really seen solitary moments of, like, this one girl's life, like, in her house or in school. We've never been to, like, a like a town square. Mm-hmm. We've never seen, like... <laughs> bring us to the, well, why won't you bring us to the town? Are you embarrassed? What are you scared to of? To be seen with us? What are you scared of? You don't want to be seen with us what, at the town what's square? What's going on? Like, what's happening? That bothers me a lot. Um, Can you imagine, like, the Bad Author Book Club tour group being brought, like, on a bus through, like, the hub? And, like, all right, this is where, we'd you know. Be so, we, it would be too sassy for them. We'd be, like, what the I would have a selfie stick. Oh, my God. And I would, be, I would be, like, clotheslining people with a selfie stick as I tried to get, like, a full panorama. I would love to make TikToks pretending I was in the hub. <laughs> And in all these places, but only five people would like understand what I'm talking about. Yes, yeah. um, um, oh my god! They also they brought up before we like get to the next like thing. Yeah. They brought up the book of Indra, which I had completely forgotten about. Oh yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I think this entire chapter is such a good representation of like what is wrong with everything else in this book. Like all Tell of us. these like pointless little details. Yeah. The pointless feuds oh between God. women the sectors the sect- <laughs> everything wrong is it, this is a perfect chapter to show why this book is horrible yeah oh my, i agree so she gets on the <laughs> shuttle she's on a shuttle she's on like this like subway basically which again she has to access via thumb which is fine and then is it yeah, totally <laughs> fine. She 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 goes through um all the different sectors, and so I'll read them too. And these are all just like listed out: sector geode, sector magma, sector limestone, sector granite, and then sector obsidian. I wish we knew what these sectors were, or how they differed, or there could even be over the intercom like some sort of like sector obsidian, like home of you know like the metal workers or something like. I don't even know. Like, but I'm like, what are the sectors? We don't even know. This would be the chance to kind of add some depth to this evidently quite deep world but she arrives in sector obsidian and then what she finds there i don't even know how she does it like i don't know if the doors to the shuttle just open and she's looking at it but there's a like little break and then suddenly she's like in a tunnel that casina told her to find somehow she's she's found it immediately and it's a ton it's a very tiny tunnel that she has to just like walk through so she's walking through this tunnel and it ends of course in a door that she uses her thumb to open and it just opens 
and we've left the hub. Like we're we've made it. We've made it through the biggest obstacle in the book yet. Yeah, and we just walked right through it. I mean, we walked. We walked. It took one thumb and a little bit of a little bit of strutting, and here we are. Um. So she finds a PCF patroller waiting as planned. Casina had asked her if she would know how to fly it, and. Um, oh God! This made me <laughs> this throw up. Crazy. This gave me yeah. COVID nineteen. No, this was horrible. Um, oh my God! So Lex answers with just one look, and she says, "If I know one thing, it's how to work a machine. My <laughs> apprenticeship so far has allowed me access to sim lessons on all Spec Ops transporters. I would like to <laughs> to present evidence to the court." That yes. we yes. were never told this, okay? Like, Ooh. this is the evidence that we have that mm-hmm. Lex knows how to, quote unquote, work a machine. She's making it seem <laughs> as if she's an expert, right? So yeah. I found all references to a sky speeder in the rest mm-hmm. of the book. And these are when they were mentioned. So it was mentioned in Olivia chapter when she was talking about um, transporting herself to school, um, getting transported to school in a sky speeder. Then we get on the countdown to final simulation chapter eight. Um, we hear Lex saying, I hear the complaints about this outcast orphan talking about herself with top performance marks, beating records on her air speeder. And then we um, see her on um, the final simulation exam mm-hmm. when she uses the airspeeder. Mm-hmm. She just uses it, right? Um, mm-hmm. And then the next time we hear about it is in this chapter. So those are but- all of the, th- like, literally the, the sentence to the in the final simulation exam it, there's two sentences we left mm-hmm. our air speeders outside the tunnel and then her mm-hmm. laugh sounds more like a backfiring speeder she hasn't even shown us how good yeah. she is on aside from that one <laughs> line that she's yeah. like i'm so tired of everyone you know say, like i hear the rumors about me getting top scores on my air speeder and because of that one line we were meant to remember that mm. she is so good at operating machinery that Casina yeah. shouldn't even dare to ask her if she can fly the PCF right. con- patroller. We could even have Casina. I mean, the way that you could like maybe allow some of that is Casina could have been like, I know you're like, I know you had top marks on like our airspeeder test at the Academy. You should have no problem with this, right? Like some sort of like c- cutting Casina comment might've at least deployed the sense that this was a familiar detail. We could have tricked ourselves into believing it. Yeah. But she just sits out at it. She's like, there's one thing I know about. It's a machine. Which is which, such a crazy, stupid when? thing to say. You know what? This is more... This is this all connects to them being unwilling to, A, let their characters be bad mm. at anything. And, B, let letting any other supporting characters be good enough at anything at, that you know. they could be the ones who fly something or do something else right this is like if Katniss wasn't just good at like bow and arrow but also mm-hmm. at like literally every other good thing like she was mm-hmm. good at baking instead of pita right she was mm-hmm. also like she had all of the sort of skills that all of the other um what were they called the contestants The tributes. Tributes. Like if Katniss had the skill of all the other tributes and no one else was allowed a moment 
or a, a thing to shine right about mm-hmm. them that mm-hmm. is what these characters are they're good at everything they can't be bad yeah. at anything and mm-hmm. there's no possible way to give enough like room in the book to develop that idea properly right Mm -hmm. because she can't both be good at like flying a machine and also hear everything and like see in the dark and like she has all these things that she's so incredibly good at yeah that it's no wonder that they're not able to like give proper page space to any of them because it's too many things like pick one thing Mm -hmm. right give us like I totally agree. She needed one or two things like at the start and she can pick up skills. Right. right? Like you can give her the skill of being like adaptable all her life. She's needed to adapt and she's needed to do so with such speed that people think that she's really competent at things because it's mm. the only way that she's going to like stay ahead mm. right like that could be your skill set right like thinking through this so then what we do is we need to sit her down in front of an unfamiliar control panel in an airspeeder it's not what she expected it's not the simulation that she was trained on it's something real something different something new but then we can watch her figure it out like she clicks the buttons she s- listens to the engines until she feels like you know they're balanced like she tests out the equilibrium of it like there can be moments of her sort of figuring it out that are right. really, really quick right and mm. then she can figure it out right like and, and that would be cool is to, to sort of learn with her um i would even like if she maybe like kind of crashed into something Mind you, all of this should be done with someone breathing down her neck. She needed to trip some sort of alarm way earlier in this chapter so that most of this was a chase scene. And by the time she got to the airspeeder, it was a moment of like do or die. But what's actually happening is she has all the time in the world. She's got this eternal thumb and she just needs to sort of figure it out at her own pace. And that's exactly what happened. She, she, She looks at it. She's like, well, I don't know. This isn't really familiar to me, but like I can do it. And she does. And then the hatch opens up above her and she looks up. And what does she see? She sees the sky, sky, which is the most precious thing in the world to these people who have been subjugated and forced underground. And do these people that are like basically being kept underground know how easy it is to just like get out? Because I don't know, it felt so easy for her to just like look up and it's like the one thing that she's been working towards her Entire, well, she doesn't really care about the sky, but like again, right? It's like the the most precious thing in the world is seeing like the above ground world, and and we're just looking at it with zero barriers. Like this again should be such a pivotal moment, and she didn't even have to really like you know backfire an engine to yeah, get it. Yeah, she didn't have to work for it at all. And you know, it. I think also like not everything has to be remarkable. Like, why is it that like even her riding an airspeeder has to be a moment for them to prove to us how talented she is. Why can't that just be like a normal thing that everyone learns how to do in the Academy. So it's not a big deal. Right. Like there could be some things like that as well. Um, Yeah. We can watch her struggle, struggle through things, but we could also watch her do something that is like considered normal, but it's almost like anything that they do has Mm. to be like a special little girl moment for her. Special little girl moment. <laughs> that should be your next song. So annoying. So, yeah, it's utterly untriumphant as a result. That's the note that I that I wrote to us. So there's a break, and then she accelerates. And I don't know if you thought that something was gonna go wrong. Nothing goes wrong. She just goes right to the top, and immediately she is in the city of Indra. So this is confirming that Indra is literally, quite literally, on top of a giant subterranean mm. cavern. And Indra is also still in a dome, but 
we see the sky. And whether the sky is a projection of the dome or is beyond the dome, that's kind of unclear. But it's like daytime when she gets up there. And so through her eyes, we suddenly see like the city of Indra. It's just a real regular degular city, as it turns out. Yeah, it is. And that's it. (laughs) Right. Like there's no. And this drives me crazy. So she gets up there and... I mean, aside from hardly any description about the city, she says there are spires that are beautiful. She sees the Tower of the Independent High Council at its center. So we get a little bit of orientation. Um, she, we, we, you know, here's, here's some stunning writing for you all. This is what we're dealing with. No hollow image could prepare me for this. The world's a much bigger place than I could have ever imagined, which she actually already said about the underground place. Yeah. But again, like we... <laughs> We needed to find a way to kind of dwarf the size of the hub in comparison to the size of Indra so that, like, there's some sense of scale. But, nope, it's just things keep getting bigger. Uh, and then, I don't know, I thought maybe, again, she could have a moment of intimidation. But what does she do? She gets up there and she immediately commits a bunch of traffic violations. Yeah, She just Why? starts swooping and dipping and, and twirling <laughs> everywhere. Yes. She drives through a building. Like she, that's crazy. I mean, there are just really no consequences for this person in real life either. Because like you can't write this unless you don't know what a what a like a parking ticket is or like a traffic (laughs) ticket. There's just no way something. I just in like a post 9-11 world, I would never have someone in an aircraft fly into a building. That just feels so crazy to me. Um, It's a construction building. And as a result, there are no like walls in it yet. But she doesn't know that when she goes through. She decides to go into the building and then she makes it out the other side. And then after the fact is like, well, thank God they're not done with that building because that would have been a dead end. Like, is that a pun? Is that a pun about crashing into a building with an airplane? I really hope not. But like, I don't think it is either. But like, how come copy editors didn't care? They didn't, why did they catch the whole book ryan like <laughs> are you kidding me like this even this line like uh, luckily they haven't finished construction or my shortcut would have turned into a dead end that is every single thing that happens to you luckily yes. this happened yeah. otherwise <laughs> luckily i already knew the tunnels because me and kane uh found them a long time ago don't you worry about when i'm just this trust is, me you know what this reminds me of Tookie de la creme being like like waking up inside of the tower full of walls made out of glass that happened to turn opaque just at the right moments to oh my like god i forgot seen. about that but that is a perfect comparison yes right like the glass is clear when she needs to see through it but if, if it means someone could see her suddenly like there's opacity <laughs> that's what this book is do like there are no walls there are no consequences um for her actions and and as a result she feels like a ghost in the story like how how come how come there's no one pursuing her how come no one even registers this and like i i was thinking like well maybe this will come back later like maybe like this will end with like her being pulled over and she's jeopardized her mission but like that doesn't even happen she just flies around for a little bit and like i can see a version of this where she's so overjoyed to see the above world that like 
in her rapturous celebration of making it this far. Like, she's like, woohoo! Like, Luke Skywalker whooping about as she, like, flies and learns the hard way that, like, they notice this sort of thing. Like, that would have been fine. But she, there's actually really no, like, emotion to her as she does this. She's just like, I love the speed. I love the thrill. And I love that, like, I can break a rule. And, like, uh, the, the rule that she has in mind is, like, a traffic violation and then flying into a building. I, I love that she's not afraid at all either. Like, all of a sudden she's like in this brand new space like she's in the sky she's never even seen it before and she's like completely perfectly adjusted immediately she's like not afraid like she's just she's so annoying and i wish she would have crashed into the building and died she is upping the she is upping the speed and engaging the turbo gear which i know sounds like a joke but that's an actual line i'm my fury has upped the speed and engaged the turbo gear as well wait this line didn't make any sense to me okay so she goes i overtake the transporters in my path and cut through a corridor of air scrapers in sky towers i could get used to this if i was willing to be corrupt what does that mean like 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 she could get used to like cutting cars off i think what she's saying is she could get used to living in indra if she was willing to be like a corrupt sky girl because she's assuming (laughs) everyone who lives in the above world is like terrible just by virtue of being born there so Um. she's like i guess if i was willing to like be an asshole like livia cosmos who i hate so much um (laughs) then i could get used to like flying in the sky Mm. (laughs) okay I don't know. I mean, thank you, thank you for for like. Are you, do you need to do a stretch, like a cool down after that stretch? I, I'm <laughs> listen. Was, I'm doing the best really, I can. You're that was impressive. <laughs> um, I can see it. But anyways, so she she's flying around. Um, she she has that line about corruption. Then she flies into a building. So I guess she's willing to be a little corrupt. Um, then she glances the the dome encasing the city. And she flies towards it, and her ears pop, and that's the end of the chapter. It finished. Thank God. <laughs> I that shocked me. I can't believe that's the end of it. I like, what the, what the fuck? Okay. What was the All right. point? Jesus Christ. So, I uh, important question for you: the expression on your face right now. I'm in pain. I'm sorry, but I have to ask, do you have a rose and a thorn for this chapter? I, this is very difficult. I guess Mm. my only rose is seeing that, like, seeing her actually emerge into Indra Mm -hmm. is like, okay, finally, right? Like, Mm. she's seeing something different. She's getting to see, like, the sky for the first time. That part of it, I suppose, is cool that we got to that moment in the book. Yeah. But that's like all I can think of because this chapter was just like so bad. It was so yeah. bad. So my thorn is the whole thing, but I have a, a specific <laughs> line Let's that is my thorn. And it's right now I have one clear mission. Make that two. Find Kane and demolish Livia Cosmo. If she had a real reason to want to demolish mm-hmm. Livia and if she didn't already hate every other girl that she's ever come in contact with, I mm-hmm. think that could have been powerful and cool and like 
interesting to see her go after this sure. girl. Um, however, she doesn't have a concrete reason to be upset with her. It's just like more misogyny and mm. more like a girl hating. And I'm so very tired of it. Like, I understand how rampant yeah. this was in books that came out around this time. Sure. But like yeah. reading two back to back, like very sort of like anti girl books. Yes. Um, it's 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 doing a lot to set my brain back and <laughs> I'm not happy about it. <laughs> That's very fair. How about I, you? My my head is a mess right mm-hmm. now. I cannot figure as it out should up be. and down as it should be. Part of me wants to say that my rose is finally we have at least some visual clarity as to the orientation of these big set pieces in the book, like the hub, Indra right above it. But that is so tainted by how awful it was to experience this with like the the like utterly untriumphant, like, you know, unrisky, un on everything, right? Like so I I feel like I can't name that a rose. The only the thing that kind of brought me the most joy in this was the thumb. Casina's thumb. <laughs> It's really funny. I support me, so. you. I support I you. I'm gonna have to say that that's my that's my rose is the like little little fake thumb that she had. I sort of imagined it like I don't know if you were a kid that like you know like to pretend that you could do magic, but the you remember the little thumbs that would glow. I literally have a fake thumb in my house because <laughs> yes. it, 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 this one doesn't glow, but it's one of the ones you can put like a scarf into or whatever, so you can like oh. pull it out of your hand. Yes. Um, so I pictured that the whole time, like a false thumb that you like put over your own thumb. Right. I I don't know. I'm enamored by that detail. That's so funny. And I, I mean, I guess my rose is that this should have been such a grand moment and it would have been so easy to give even some tension to this via, you know, an alarm going off or a door taking a little longer to open or someone being like, hey, like cadet like why aren't you marching towards like where all the other cadets are like there's a hundred different things that we've seen when people sort of are sneaking around that would have been so easy like a line or two even to kind of like give this some sense of urgency and we got nothing 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 at all so it feels like a missed opportunity um and one that i don't even think is born out of laziness i just feel like they weren't like i think that they really feel good about this chapter and that's what makes me upset about it yeah because I would, this is, this chapter is like a summary. It's an outline of a chapter. It's not no. the chapter itself. No. Shame no. on so you. When, <laughs> shame. And so when you finish this book, please send it to us. We would love to read it. But no, 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 no. Not good. Anyways. F. Listeners. <laughs> F. F. <laughs> Mine. Uh, listeners, let us know your thoughts. If you have questions on this, I don't know that we can answer them. We sort of, I mean, it's six pages and we really dug through a lot of the details that are, that are, I think, prescient to our bigger debates in the Discord as to like geography and all of that fun stuff. But now that we're back to episodes uh, and recording and stuff, I think we'll, we'll start up again asking for listener questions so that we can answer them at the end as well, too. So if you've got questions as of hearing this, go ahead, find our Discord in the link in the show notes and let us know in the uh, episode discussion channel. We will uh, we'll keep an eye out for them and we'll we'll keep a little list. So if you want to follow us on social media, all of the links to all of our 
platforms and websites are in the show notes. If you want to follow me, Clarabelle, I'm at Clarabelle underscore Ortega on TikTok, Instagram, and threads. You can also find me on Blue Sky. Just search my name. Um, and my website is ClarabelleOrtega.com. And if you want to follow me, don't. Go do something else. Bye. I've had enough of the public eye. After uh, launching a, a book, I'm a, going into hiding. That's a lie. <laughs> that's a LaSala lie. Fine. Okay. The Ryan LaSala on almost all social media. I just downloaded Laps, which is like a new app that I think is really fun. What's and Laps? I'll tell you about it off camera. Oh, okay. Hmm. Ooh, sounds, sounds like a sex thing. It's one of your well, gay things. You. It's a gay sex thing. All right. Well, Hot Queens, thank you for another week spent in the city of Indra, colon, Ryan and Clarabelle, colon, screaming, countdown to more screaming. Countdown, kill us now. <laughs> we'll see you next week. Bye, Hot Queens. Bye. Kisses. One of our best. <laughs> One of our best. <laughs>